Welcome to New City Church. This is Matt Freeman, and we are so thankful you are studying the Word of God with us. Jesus founded New City after our forever home, the New Jerusalem from Revelation 21. He wrote our mission statement to foster, strengthen, and grow an unashamed bride looking for Jesus' return. Let's lean completely on the anointing of the Holy Spirit to teach us all things from 1 John 2.27. God is so eager to teach you the depth of his word. Enjoy the study. You know, uh, Brent Willie was leading Bible study on Friday, and he said something that I relate to. He said that uh, the preparation to lead Bible study probably blesses him more than potentially you know, who he's teaching. And I can share in that, um, that I really, to have the opportunity to prepare in God's word to teach is just an absolute blessing because um, you're just in the word deeply all week. And so I've been very blessed by this week. I've had an amazing week. And so I praise God for that. Um, You know, uh, Matt, Pastor Matt, uh, as a good pastor, um, a couple, two, three weeks ago, just said, you know, Mason, make sure you're praying to prepare for what God, you know, wants you to speak on. And I said, absolutely, Matt. And the point I want to make about that is that I told him, Matt, there's no other way that I could do this without praying to God and having him give me something to say. Because it's not like I walk around on the street just going, well, I got about 10 sermons. I can, which one am I going to pick? God's got to place it on my heart. God's got to prepare me. And I believe he's done that today. So I'm really excited. The title of this message is called The Good Fear. And um, it's the fear, and that's the only fear we need. I thought about, um, and that's the fear of the Lord. That's what we're going to talk about today. It's kind of a, a topic that maybe doesn't get talked about a whole lot, but man, as I dug in, it is super, super important. So I'm excited to share this message with you guys today. Um, you know, anybody here remember uh, the t-shirt brand go- growing up if you're a kid from the 90s called No Fear? Anybody? Kale? You? Do you have some of those? Yeah. I had those shirts, right? And it was kind of... Um, relating to no fear, we're going to get out, we're going to climb mountains, and we're going to, you know, hike and ride bikes or whatever it was, right? But I kind of thought that maybe I would suggest to uh, maybe New City that we make shirts that are called One Fear, uh, relating to the fear of the Lord. So, um, Burkle, if you could get on that, that would be awesome. Start making those. Um, But a little bit here, so let's, you know, before we get into the good fear, let's just address... Um, the bad fear, which is all too prevalent in this day and age. Um, we all know what fear is because we've all felt it in this sense of the word, right? Um, the definitions, when you look it up, there's, there's multiple, but a very unpleasant or disturbing feeling caused by the presence or imminence of danger. A state or condition marked by this feeling, a feeling of disquiet or apprehension, a reason for dread or apprehension. And the fifth uh, definition we'll get to when we talk about the fear of the Lord. And I forgot that I've got this right here. So cool. And I don't even know what button to push. Probably that one. Okay. Uh, as we have all felt, fear has been the currency of the age for agendas to be pushed in this day and age. I mean, uh, it's really the only way that I can think of that you can get people to do something that they don't want to do and make them think it's their decision by just 
fear propaganda. And, that, and I'm not going to get into all that, but that's been going on now more than ever. Um, you know, the first definition, a very unpleasant or disturbing feeling caused by the presence or imminence of danger, it's interesting when you think about it's often the what-ifs that make us fear the most. There's no presence of danger. There's nothing imminent. But we just think of these what-ifs and we ha- we're fearful. I've experienced that a lot in my life. Um, I just wanted to say, like, if anybody thought, well, fear can be good, right? I'm not considering, like, don't touch the stove as fearful or, you know, uh, eat a heart-healthy diet as fearful. I just think that's wisdom, right? I don't think there's anything good with being fearful. And we know that God has not given us a spirit of fear. So... Um, that being said, the Bible has a lot to say about fear and really fearing not. So when we get into the word here, Genesis 26, 24, and the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. Deuteronomy 3, 22. Ye shall not fear them, for the Lord your God, he shall fight for you. Psalms 56, 3 through 4. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will fear, not fear, what man shall do unto me. So God uses the phrase fear not over 100 times in the Old Testament. And there were plenty of things that they could be fearful of if you've read through it. Um, Maybe staring down at the Red Sea in front of you with the greatest known army on the planet bearing down on you. That is natural to potentially feel fear. But God says, stand still and see the salvation of your Lord in that time. Um, Maybe flesh-eating giants that made you look like grasshoppers. If you've read that account, right? That would be scary. Um, But God said, fear not. And the key here is why. It's not because we just need to be courageous. He tells us to be courageous, but there's always this reason. It's because he is with us. That's the only reason we're not fearful. The, The eye sees things and we get scared. But fear not, God says, because he is with us, he is for us, he will fight for us. It's all about him, not about our being brave. You know, same goes for us today. There's plenty to fear, but we can fear not because God has redeemed us, saved us, prepares a place for us, loves us, has plans for our good, sanctifies us, and is coming back to get us in the blessed hope. Praise God for that. The list goes on and on. The crux of this message, though, as we transition from bad fear to the only fear we really, the only fear we need to have is that um, let's repent from the fear of what man can do for, for us, for, to us, and turn back to God in the fear of the Lord. So repenting from fear of things that man and the world can do to us, or even the enemy can do to us, let's not fear that, and let's repent and turn back to God and let fear of the Lord drive out fear of what man can do to us. All right, Psalms 2.11. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. So let's start out. The good fear, what is it? The fear of the Lord. Here's the fifth definition of fear from the dictionary earlier in apparently point two font that I did. Um, extreme reverence or awe as toward a deity. The disclaimer here is that 
there's one true God, and that's Yahweh. And that is who we have extreme reverence and awe for. All right, you know i got to look up the Greek, right? So um, the Greek word for fear in the New Testament is phobos, uh, and it's reverence or respect for authority, rank, or dignity. And phobos can be used when it's in context for the bad type of fear, but as it relates to God in context in the Greek, it refers to reverence, respect for authority, rank, or dignity, uh, you know, to reverence venerate to treat with deference or reverential obedience the definition of venerate i had to look that up to regard with deep respect or reverence definition of deference submission or courteous respect given to another often in recognition of authority so i'm gonna say let me get a slurp as uh as you know what i'm talking about so does Corey. (laughs) Um, we have the the privilege of serving the Almighty, the great I am, the most high God, the Holy One of Israel. And it's really as you get to know him and serve him because of his sacrifice for our sins in the person of his son, Jesus, as you get to know him, you realize I have no option but to fear him. In reverence, in knowing that he is the supreme authority, that he is just as he is love, that he is merciful as he is the righteous judge. He's all these things at the same time. Um, There's no one mightier uh, as uh, uh, a gentleman that I listen to um, that I like a lot says, there's no one moster. He's the most high God. Um, He made a way that we can come boldly to his throne of grace. We can't take that for granted. Even though that he is the most high God, he in the person of Jesus saved us and died for our sins and we have to fear him. We have to fear him. Any time that God puts something on my heart to, to teach on, it seems to always relate to coming to the understanding that Jesus is Lord, that he saves us, but he's more than that. You know, uh, Jesus says, why do you call me Lord but not do what I say? You know, there's, there's more to it um, than, than oftentimes what's preached on. You know, there's more to it. And, um, and like a, um, just kind of off the cuff here, but like, like a, uh, a good dad on this earth, um, you know, uh, let's just take, for example, maybe a dad that was a, um, a Navy SEAL, you know, that you know was one of the, bad, one of the toughest men on the planet, right? Um, but loved his kids, uh, and uh, they had relationship with him. But they also knew that I'm not, the fear, the healthy fear for that authority uh, might keep them from doing some stupid things, right? It, it wasn't just love that kept them from doing it. It was the fear of that very uh, loving and also diligently authoritative parent. So um, we can't take that for granted. 1 Samuel 12, 24, only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart for consider how great things he hath done for you. 
All right, Genesis 22, and he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. I, just digging in and, and having this topic on my brain, it was just amazing to see how many times that it was, I mean, that test was to see that Abraham feared him. That's what it was about. And he, he passed it. Um, fearest in Hebrew, uh, I can't pronounce that, but let's try yar, yar. Uh, fearing, morally uh, reverent. And just something that stuck out to me is that you take a look at some of these uh, great people in the Bible, Noah, Abraham, Moses, Joseph, and David. Um, you, can, you can throw in Rahab. You can throw in lots of these folks. They all feared the Lord, and the Bible was implicit about that. Um, you look at uh, Noah uh, in Hebrews eleven seven, 7, um, and when it says that, and this was cool, by faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by that which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. So it just first blush and first read you might think moved with fear. He was That Greek word meant fear because he was scared of what was coming like rain and things. But when you look up the Greek, it actually refers to Noah moved with fear because he feared the Lord, which was really, really cool. Um, Moses, we know the Holy Spirit wrote the Torah through Moses, and all through Deuteronomy, it talks about fear thy, thy Lord, uh, thy God. Um, Abraham, we just read about Abraham fearing the Lord. Joseph, in Genesis 42, 18, um, Joseph, who is a type of Christ in the Bible, might have had, should have had this bookmark, 42:18. And Joseph said unto them, the third day, this do and live, for I fear God. Pretty plain and simple. David uh, penned the Psalms, talked about fearing the Lord all the time. So these great people of the Bible, Rahab, uh, talking about when she saw the two spies, she was like, I've seen what your God has done. I've seen that he delivered you guys from the Egyptians. I've seen that he delivered you from Aga Bashan. She feared the Lord. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> I need some, some help here. All right. Reasons why, okay, so why do we need it? So we talked about what is it. It is a reverence. It is an awe of God. It is a respect of God. It is knowing that he's the almighty. Um, that's the fear of the Lord. Um, reasons why we need the fear of the Lord. So it was cool just kind of going through and uh, doing a word search on this. And there are so many benefits of the fear of the Lord. Uh, that are just amazing. And I'm just gonna, I, don't, I probably didn't capture them all, but I'm just gonna read a few to you. Um, if you look at Deuteronomy, number one, if you look at Deuteronomy 6.2, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee thou and thy son and thy son's son all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. So the fear of the Lord is something that you need so that you will keep all his statutes and his commandments. You know, uh, it's only by the Holy Spirit that we have the chance to overcome sin. Um, I think there's times where maybe we have a, a great temptation and we're like, I'm not doing that because I fear the Lord. We can keep his statutes. Um, 
And then 1 Samuel 12, 14, if ye will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall both ye and also the king that reigneth over you continue following the Lord your God. So if you will fear the Lord, you will continue to follow him. And I'm not talking about following him in a salvation sense. I'm talking about following him closely, trying to be in lockstep with Jesus, not, not in front of him, not behind him, but in lockstep because you fear him as God. Number three, the Lord will deliver you out of the hand of your enemies, 2 Kings 17, 39. But the Lord your God ye shall fear, and he shall deliver you out of the hand of your enemy, all of your enemies. So that one was kind of, I, I was thinking about that, you know, and I know that um, oftentimes there's spiritual applications for the physical that they went through in the Old Testament, you know. And I just, I think that you can think about this one, that if you fear the Lord, which causes you to follow his commandments and be in lockstep with him, you're not giving any foothold to the devil. And you're not giving any opportunity for the devil to harass you because he doesn't have the right to, because you're close to God. And so the fear of the Lord can really help you along with that. So that's delivering God delivering you from all your enemies. This one is really cool. Number four. The secret of the Lord is with you and he will show you his covenant. Psalm 25, 14, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show, show them his covenant. The Greek word for the secret is sod, and Strong's definition, there's some cool things in here, a session, i.e. company of persons in close deliberation, by implication, intimacy, consultation, a secret. So like, just picture it, if you have the fear of the Lord, you get to be in intimacy with God and be like in deliberation with him and like you just kind of feel like you're closer to him. I, I, that's what it means to me. Uh, moving on, familiar converse with God, intimacy. So uh, have those that fear him. That's something that I want. Uh, number five, the eye of the Lord is upon you and in conjunction with hoping in his mercy. Psalm thirty-three, eighteen. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. I want the eye of the Lord upon me, so I need to fear him. Number six, the Lord pitieth you. Psalms 103, 13, like a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Greek, I think we need to uh, check this word out for pitieth, raham. This is so amazing. To love, love deeply, have mercy, be compassionate, have tender affection, have compassion for those that fear him. It's pretty amazing. Number seven, the mercy of the Lord from everlasting to everlasting is upon you and his righteousness unto children's children. Psalm 103, 17. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. We all want that. Number eight, I mean, we've all heard this. This is amazing. But you have the beginning of wisdom. Psalms 111.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. I know we all want to be wise. We all want to have godly wisdom. It's the fear of the Lord that's the start of that. Nothing else. That's what it states. Nine, you have the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. You know, thinking about all that's going on in the world, I think the... 
you know, outside of salvation for a lot of these folks. We can't judge the heart. Uh, but they don't have, the people that are doing evil in this world and pushing agendas that are evil, they do not fear God. You look at what's going on and you're just like, you have no idea. You have no idea. Side note. Find the knowledge of God. Proverbs 2.5. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So to understand the fear of the Lord, you find the knowledge of God. 11. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogance. And in parentheses, these are things that God hates. We want to... Leslie, thank you. Um, we want to not be about the things that God hates. Proverbs eight thirteen: the fear of the Lord is to hate evil pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. 12, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So it's the beginning of, yeah, I think I heard, did I do that twice? Is it that important that I did it twice? Let's see here. Yes, it's a double, yeah, don't forget. It's the beginning of wisdom. I think it's in a different verse, Proverbs 9, 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So pretty important, right? Uh, your days are prolonged, Proverbs 10, 27. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. 14, your children will have a place of refuge. This is very important. Proverbs 14, 26, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. That right there might be enough. 15, a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Proverbs 14, 27, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. It is the instruction of wisdom Proverbs 15, 13, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. The fear of the Lord is how you depart from evil, number 17, Proverbs 16, 6. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. It's amazing how much is in the Bible about this. 18, you shall abide satisfied. Okay, Aaron's on it. He's making up for my... Aaron, why don't you just take over? Um, you shall abide satisfied and not be visited with evil. Proverbs 19, 23. The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. Are we picking up on how important this is? <laughs> 19, along with humility, in conjunction with it, are riches, honor, and life. Proverbs 22, 4. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. I wish I would have looked up some of those words, but. 20, we perfect holiness in the fear of God. 2 Corinthians 7.1, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We gotta have the fear of the Lord to chase after him unto righteousness. 21, you will have no want. Psalms 34, nine. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. I can say that I have uh, experienced this one greatly in my life. 
Um, you know, I, those that have seen some past sermons of mine talking about, you know, Jesus is Lord and before I really recognized that Jesus is Lord and I was just trusting him to save me and I didn't see him true, maybe truly as he is. Uh, and you can, in, in conjunction with reverence and fearing Jesus, um, I had a lot of want in my life. And I'm not talking about physical things, but just things always fell short. You know, things I was chasing after, the fun I was chasing after. I don't need to get on all that, but it never satisfied. And that rings true to me that if you have the fear of the Lord, you will have no want. Um, and that, that really seems like peace to me. 22, his mercy will be upon you from generation to generation. Luke 1.50, and his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. So, how do we get it? As you draw closer to God and get to know his character, that he is love just as he is just. He is long-suffering just as he is holy. That he is all of these things at the same time, and these attributes of God are not mutually exclusive. Once you realize this, you will fear him. And he will be a sanctuary to you. Um, and we're going to read this verse in a second. It's really neat. Um, Psalm 76, 7. Thou, even thou, art to be feared. And who may stand in thy sight when once thou art angry? So the question is, how do we get it? And I thought I was going to maybe find this just step-by-step -step instruction on how you, how you get the word or the fear of the Lord. But... Once you get to know him, you will fear him. And he is to be feared, so you must fear him. And if you don't have that in your life, today's a day that you can go, wow, God, I repent from that and I fear you. And watch your life change. Watch him become a sanctuary to you. It's simple. The Almighty is to be feared. Let's let go of the bad fear because we're clinging to the good fear. Isaiah 8, 12 through 14. Say ye not a confederacy to all them to whom this people shall say a confederacy. Neither fear ye their fear nor be afraid. So don't be afraid. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself and let him be your fear. And let him be your dread. And he shall be for a sanctuary. And the rest is kind of relating specifically to Israel at the time. But, you know, Letting go of the bad fear and clinging to the good fear, and he shall be a sanctuary to you. So, um, I just think that, uh, you know, the fear of the Lord is something that's so important. The Bible is so clear on it. Um, and he is so protective, he is so amazing, and if we will just reverence him and give him his due honor, he will wrap his arms around you. And, uh, you know, the only chance we have in fearing the Lord is to be born again. Um, and if today... If you're here, or maybe you're watching online and you don't have the fear of the Lord because you know that you don't know him, 
There's nothing else that matters. And um, if you will give your life to Jesus and trust him and fear him and love him because he loved us first, you are saved. You have the opportunity to fear him. He will wrap his arms around you. He will change generations. He will give you peace. He will give you, he will fill the void that you've always been missing. And so if you're here today, come find me after the service, please. And let's pray together. And if you're watching online, it's simple. It's Romans 10, 9. We can't earn our way to Christ. It's a free gift, but we have to accept it. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's that easy. You can't work your way there. I thank you guys for listening to this message. Um, I hope you have a great week. I want to lift up a family uh, that lost their son this weekend today. Um, you know, our youth is facing so much evil, uh, so much um, twisted truth, so just an assault, an absolute assault. And so I'm going to lift up um, our kids today. Lord, we just ask you to watch over and protect our kids, Lord, and just filter out the bad. Remove the bad fear. Let them know that they are loved by you, God. God, we lift up this family that lost their son. And uh, it's only through supernatural miracles from you, God, that they could find peace in this time, God. But we pray that over their family. And Lord, we just lift up those students and teachers and families, God, and just, um, God, just bring supernatural peace. You are the Prince of Peace, Jesus, and we call upon you for that, Lord. And we just also thank you so much for New City Church, Lord, and what you're doing here. And we ask that you just, um, that we walk together in the fear of the Lord. To fear you and follow your commandments, Lord. To be a light into this world because you are the light of the world, Jesus to be different, to be set apart so that we point to you and that's what it's about. God, empower us, Lord. We love you so much. We praise you, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.